Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. No fall. It's going to be spring, we think. But the Big Ten has voted to postpone fall sports to the spring. They have put out a statement on it. And in putting out the statement, they acknowledge, oh, yeah, it's a difficult decision, but Kevin Warren said in reality it was actually easy. So they'll attempt to play in the spring. What that looks like, what the start date would be, we don't know. But that is the story on Big Ten sports. And now we wait. I I think they had, to me, had the opportunity with the NFL and starting after the NFL, starting the same time with the SEC, to see exactly how it would go. But I'm not going to be the medical expert in the room because I'm not. That's just how I felt about it, but this is the reality we're going to have to deal with. And that's uh, that's where it is. That's that's a decision they made. It's a decision we're all going to have to live with. That's you know that's that's what they've decided to do. And now we'll see how this progresses over the next few months. Do we have a vaccine by the end of the year, which has been talked about? If so, then uh, that gives everybody more confidence in doing everything in life, let alone playing professional sports. Or excuse me, uh, uh, playing not just sports, but even collegiate sports and intercollegiate sports. And playing high school sports. But the Big Ten did release a statement, so this is not coming just from this is not just coming from 
uh, reports, the Big Ten did release a statement. So since they've released a statement, that's what you're run with. But that's what they've decided to do. They're going to postpone fall sports. That means men's soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball, cross-country, and field hockey would be in the spring. Penn State, for the most part, is set up pretty well for that facility-wise. Lacrosse, at one point many years ago, lacrosse shared Jeffrey Field. They were the spring component to soccer at Jeffrey Field. That's no longer the case. They have their own facility in Panzer Stadium now, and men's and women's soccer, they have their own facility in Jeffrey Field. But Penn State's like that. Some places aren't like that. Some places, I think Maryland, for example, I believe plays their lacrosse inside their football stadium. Now, you can play that during the week or the weekends when they're not playing. But that's the way it is. I'm, you know, Am I surprised by this? Yes, I am. I thought that the logistics were in place. Um, I thought the logistics were in place with the NFL going first, with a couple of other college games being first, to see how it played out. And the testing numbers have been, obviously, really good here. They've been really good almost everywhere. So that would mean, obviously, practice would have to shut down. Now, would they be a fall practice, like spring practice, to then get ready? These are all legitimate questions that need to be asked. Would you allow a fall practice like you do in the spring to get ready for a spring schedule? What does the spring schedule look like? When does it start? No offense, but it probably would have to be over by the time you get to the which should be right around the end of the semester for everybody. You'd have to start that kind of schedule in February. Would we be able to... When would training camp start? Would you start right after the first of the year to get ready for early February? Would you start the start of the semester, like January? I don't even know what the dates are. And I think January 10th is the... start of the semester here. The Pac-12 will be next. They'll they'll do something next. But the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, I think they're going to play in the fall. The players certainly went out there and told everybody how they felt. 
The parents went out there and told everybody how they felt. Prominent coaches told everybody how they felt. And not only that, we're expressing confidence in the painstaking medical protocols that were put in place. And they were put in place, and to be honest with you, successful. Thirteen of the 14 Big Ten schools practiced yesterday. The only one that didn't was Rutgers. So here we go, and uh, we'll see what it does. I mean, there's other parts to it, too. I mean, another part is going to be what's the economic fallout for a town like State College, city like a small city like Lincoln. Now, Lincoln, Lincoln and Madison can withstand this better only because they're capital cities, so they have state government there, which employs a lot of people, to go along with the universities that employ a lot of people. I mean, the tourism part with hotels and restaurants, they'll be affected. But when you look at Champaign, State College, West Lafayette, Bloomington, Ann Arbor. It's going to be awfully tough on those towns to go through the next few months having... Now, the hotels were going to be hit anyway because obviously they weren't going to have attendance at games. The question will now be if they do this in the spring and if there's a vaccine, do you allow attendance? I wasn't sure what the decision was going to be. wasn't sure uh, what the decision was going to be. I really wasn't. I thought my gut was I thought they'd go to September 26th. And the reason I thought that uh, the 26th would be the date to go with is, A, that's when the SEC starting. And, two, it would be exactly two weeks after the NFL started. In other words, the NFL starts, you go through an NFL weekend, it looks, let's just say it looks good, looks promising, they came through okay, no issue. Makes you confident about what you're doing going forward. That's why I had said on the show that I was, you know, I said I was hoping the NFL would play a preseason game. Let's see how it goes. Have to find out at some point. Well, they're not going to find out at some point. So for a lot of student athletes, and look for the fans, obviously they're upset. For the student athletes, this has to be very tough for them to accept. They put in a lot of hard work just to get to this point. And now they're being told no. And for football, it's postponed. Do you do you cancel the other fall sports? There's, there's some talk they may cancel some of it. Like, for example, they may cancel a sport or two. And what do you do, for example, if you're John Gondak? Say they allow you to run cross country in the, in the course of the spring. You're supposed to be coaching the indoor and outdoor track and field teams, too. 
So I, I can't, you know, that, that, that can't fall into place. So that's the breaking news of the day. Um, Big Ten Commissioner uh, Kevin Warren said the mental and physical health and welfare of our student-athletes has been at the center of every decision we have made regarding the ability to proceed forward. As time progressed and after hours of discussion with our Big Ten Task Force for Emergency Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee, it became abundantly clear that there was too much uncertainty regarding potential medical risk to allow our student-athletes to compete this fall. We know how significant the student-athlete experience can be in shaping the future of the talented young women and men who compete in the Big Ten Conference. Although that knowledge made this a painstaking decision, it did not make it difficult. While I know our decision today will be disappointing in many ways for thousands of student-athletes and their families, I am heartened and inspired by their resilience, their insightful and discerning thoughts, and their participation through our conversations to this point. Everyone associated with the Big Ten Conference and its member institutions is committed to getting everyone back to competition as soon as it is safe to do so. Myocarditis emerged as a significant health concern that largely led to the Big Ten decision. At least 15 Big Ten players have been left with uh, myocarditis after contracting COVID-19, according to a high-ranking Big Ten source. They say that's the ball game right now. Did any of them contract it while on campus? Anybody ask that question? I know I would. So, next will be the Pac 12. The SEC and the ACC, they're going to play. I think the Big 12 is going to play, too. So they're going to postpone to the spring. I know they're saying canceling, but it postpones the proper word. Because you would play the, you in the spring. You play this season in the spring. You're going to come back and play a 2021 fall season. Meanwhile, the SEC, the medical experts, gave them the green light to play. ACC, their medical experts gave them the green light to play. Different doctors have different opinions. So that's where it is. I mean, you want to call in and give us your thoughts? I more than appreciate it. That's that's you know, it's what the show's about. We get to hear what you have to say. Uh, Penn State was not practicing today anyway. This was a designated off day for Penn State because Penn State is still in class right now for summer session. In fact, the summer commencement, I believe, is Saturday with uh, them in class, they have to have a designated day off. Today was the day off. They had put four preseason practices in. Now the question is going to be how is this going to play out? 
Uh, Sandy Barber released a statement. We support the Big Ten's decision to postpone fall sports. I know this was not an easy decision or one uh, taken lightly by those involved. However, it was the decision the university presidents, Commissioner Kevin Warren, and the athletic directors believe was the best for the long-term health and safety of our student-athletes. I would like to begin by saying I know this announcement will hit our student-athletes, coaches, and staff very hard. A piece of our student-athletes' collegiate experience has been taken away from them for reasons beyond their control, and for that I am heartbroken. I do know our student-athletes are a resilient bunch and will handle today's news with the same resolve as our winter and spring sports athletes did and be better for it in the end. So that's the story. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. So the Big Ten will move the football season to the spring. And along with the rest of fall sports... The Big Ten presidents voted, made their decision, and the decision is the spring. Now, when that starts, who knows? Who opts out? Who knows? Do early entries of recruits, are they allowed to play? Who knows? There are a few questions. And to our credit... We know the two words to say. Who knows? (laughs) Ah. So this is where we are. As of right now, the SEC and the ACC uh, appear to be in go mode. Big 12 isn't decided yet, but you sense that they're in go mode. The Pac-12 will probably follow suit with the Big 10 here. To me, this has nothing to do personally. In terms of my opinion of this, has nothing to do with the business of it. it. Has nothing to do with it to me. This all has to do with the student athlete and the parents. 
That's what it. That's what it means to me. That's where my comments have derived from the student athletes and the parents. The medical professionals deserve a ton of credit. They put painstaking effort and work into coming up with protocols to make this work. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, you may have a different opinion, it was working. But that's a different discussion, different day. Earlier today, I've done actually, this was a day filled with interviews with other entities that I've been doing here. I've actually still got my laptop sitting down here because, you know, people want to Zoom or Skype or whatever with you to interview you. So it's actually down here because I can hook it in and hardwire it. And one of them was with Matt Leon today. And so uh, for the second time today, we have an opportunity to talk. Matt, welcome. Great to have you with us. Indeed. It's been almost one complete meal since we started. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the Sixers. Uh, first of all, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Uh, Simmons doesn't sound great. Embiid, I'm not sure, so you fill me in on both of those guys. Yeah, Simmons underwent surgery, and uh, I don't think it looks good for him. And Embiid, I think, Maybe short term out, but okay for when it matters. Um, honestly, if I'm the Sixers, I don't play Embiid until the playoffs. I don't think, uh, you know, but it's just amazing to me, like, how this team has guys that are 25, 26 years old and for, they can't stay healthy. I know. And it's always something different. It's amazing. I know. It is amazing. I, how do you think the the Sixers, when they've actually been out there, looked? Have they looked okay? Have they played well? How's Shake Milton been? Uh, they're up and down. When it, it, they look, I think a lot like they did before everything shut down. When they're good, you're like wow. When they're terrible, you're like wow. Like it's, <laughs> you know, they they're. They're never out of a game both ways. Up 30, down 30, they'll find a way to make it close. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I always call it the wow-woe factor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then, then the next, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the Sixers <laughs> uh, in, in a nutshell to this point. Uh, what position would they be in the playoffs right now? They'd be, what, the four seed, five seed? I think so, honestly, having looked at that lately, yeah. but something like that, yeah. Hold on, I can bring it up here as we're speaking. But, uh, you act like you've been busy lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on vacation last week, so I wasn't, uh, wasn't tracking it like I usually do. Well, good. You deserve a vacation. You deserve yeah. that. You've been working hard. Looking at a different four walls instead of the four walls I've been looking at. Fabulous. Yeah, exactly. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I haven't seen that wall in a while. Yeah. All right. So now, now the team that came back in the bubble has been rolling, the Flyers. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about picking up where they left off? They picked up where they left off. And that's really amazing because you really kind of felt like Back in January, February, early March, they were kind of uh, playing above their heads. As good as it looked, you kind of looked at the sum of the parts, and you're like, oh, they're a good team with a really good coach, but I don't think they're elite. You know, they're they're really hot now. So when everything shuts down like that, you're like, well, 
it's going to be really hard for a team like that to maintain uh, that and just kind of pick up the pieces and start. But lo and behold, boy, they haven't they haven't missed a beat. Maybe you could even argue been even better since they uh, restarted. And I think a lot of it when you got goaltending, which is something we're not used to saying around these parts. Uh, <laughs> Since Ron it makes a difference. Since Ron Hextall. <laughs> yeah, no, people like people laugh when I say that, but for the better part of 30 years, this is a franchise that has constantly, it's always the goaltender. Always the goaltender. You've had players that have looked like they've been the guy until it really mattered, and then they have not just fallen apart, but imploded in spectacular fashion. Uh, you've got front off had front offices that that thought they could sneak by with uh, a couple of journeymen and and hope for the best, and now it would appear with Carter Hart leading the way, they legitimately have goaltending, and they're a team that plays with a ton of confidence, and uh, they are going to be tough. Uh, how much does it help that Alain Vigneault has been somebody that can take somebody deep in the playoffs? He's, you know, he took Vancouver to the Stanley Cup final and they lost to the Bruins. How, does, how much does that help that somebody knows how to, to guide a team through a process? No, I think that helps a lot. and it, I think it helps even more coming after the Dave Hackstall experience where you had a guy who hadn't coached in the NHL right. and now you kind of whiplash the other direction a guy who hasn't just coached in the NHL but had uh, deep success and uh, I think for a lot of the players that experience resonates more uh, because he's a guy that's been there and especially and you know I, I think some of the criticism of Dave Hackstall was a little overdone but the, the proof is in the results uh, and I think after several years of that with a guy who uh, had had a ton of success in college but not in the NHL to, to have a voice like this who you know has made deep runs. I think it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the Phillies next. Uh, the Phillies are playing catch up, obviously. Uh, it's slowly but surely they're getting there. Uh, how have they played upon their return? Because, I mean, they've been able to play, what, uh, what, eight games since they came back? I think eight or nine, yeah, because it was, no, it was, they played three when it had to be shut down because they just got in the one right. series. So, yeah, no, they, I'm, saying, they played, I'm, I'm saying they've played eight or nine since they've come back. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, up and down. Some things look really good. Other thing, the bullpen is embarrassing. I mean, it's not just bad. It's. I mean, last night as an example, Aaron Nola goes eight innings, allows a run on two hits. Make the argument that he wants that you want him to finish the game, but I understand ninth inning sure. up by twelve, unprecedented conditioning situation. You know why press your luck mm-hmm. and. They put in a guy like Nick Pavetta, who is terrible, couldn't get anybody, got one out, gave up six runs. They put in another reliever. They get to the point where in a game that was 13-1, to heading into the top of the ninth inning, they yeah. actually had to get the closer, closer loosened up. I know. And they've had a couple of games like that. Maybe not that, that big a, a, a lead, but they've had a couple of games already where they've had a large lead in the ninth inning, and they – put themselves in the improbable position of either having to bring Hector Neris in or, you know, having to have him warm up. I mean, that's absurd that you'd have to get him up, just even get him up (laughs) in that game yesterday. But uh, I saw something today. Their bullpen win leading has an ERA, I think, of close to 10. That's win leading. So, you know, (laughs) bad bullpens just leak into everything. 
Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. it changes the way you approach your starting pitching. It changes the way you approach your late-inning you know, lineup decisions. You never feel like you've scored enough runs. It just it really leaks into every time. It's like almost – It's the only thing I can kind of make it akin to is having a terrible place kicker in the NFL. Yeah. Where it just – all of a sudden you're going for it when you wouldn't be going for it. You're – it changes. It changes every decision you make. Yep, because you're you're nervous about having to rely on it, and you know we're not even talking about you know one two run games that the bullpen's blowing or you know can't hold leads. Like I said, we're talking like twelve run leads <laughs> that get uncomfortable, and oh. they didn't want to spend money on the bullpen, uh, you know. And you've got a lot of guys out there, and it it's just a collection of guys, and they pitch like it. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. You know, it's in a sixty-game season. Maybe you just in sixty-game season there are no answers, right? Yeah, maybe not, you just move yeah. some of those guys and bring another five from the you know that are working out on that taxi squad and take your chances. But uh, it's a it's a big problem and it's going to hold them back from yeah. you know doing anything significant. The only inning I watched last night was the ninth. <laughs> And I hear Tommy Tommy McCarthy say, he says, and our player of the game is Aaron Nola. I'm like going, oh, man. Cause, I mean, because Gabe Kapler would have taken him out in the fourth. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> just no, you're not wrong about that. Uh, in fact, Zach Wheeler goes tonight. Now, here's a guy who's been good for that. Now, they're going to face good pitching tonight because Alex Cobb, the former uh, Rays pitcher, has got himself back on track. He's off to a good start. And then Zach Wheeler's off to a good start. I mean, Zach Wheeler's yeah. been pitching well. Yeah, Wheeler's been pitching well. The starting pitching for the Phillies has been very good. Yeah. You know, Arietta gave him six strong the other night. You know, we talk about Nola. Uh, the starting pitching, for the most part, has given them what you want. But the, the bullpen has just been so bad. I mean, just so. It, it just – and now you see – now this is where it will help to have a veteran manager like Girardi who won't panic and won't – Right. But especially with a condensed sixty-game sprint here, you can't afford to, you know, throw away games or or, or be patient like maybe you could be in a hundred and sixty-two game season. So all of a sudden now, are you pushing starting pitchers to stay in there longer because fewer relievers, the better? And uh, it's going to be interesting to 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 see. But it's really a shame because this is. The rest of this roster is pretty good. That if they just had a serviceable bullpen, you could look at them as a, a team that could maybe make a run because there's enough individual talent there. But the bullpen is so inept at this point, and there's no reason to think it's going to get better, that uh, it's a serious, serious concern dragging everything else down. So now we transition to the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have gone through camp. Uh, the NFL under the CBA allows hitting to begin on Monday the 17th, which I think is, again, one of those benchmarks that on the college side you're looking to see how that goes. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, how have things gone in the Eagles camp? Because we know that Doug Peterson obviously uh, is asymptomatic, but he's had to you know, do things from afar. Lane Johnson's, uh, I think, uh, tested positive for it. But for the most part, how's it gone in the Eagles camp? Uh, so far, so good. And you mentioned Johnson. They actually activated him off of the COVID-19 list. So that's uh, as they did a uh, linebacker, Nate Gary, who uh, yeah. is a guy that they're going to need to count on at the linebacker position. 
uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because uh, everybody's kind of taking this day by day. And you mentioned that benchmark, and everybody kind of, you know, kind of got their shoulders up, waiting. All right, so what happens here? Okay, we made it through. Now, now, what's next? Uh, right. You know, it's going to be a, a summer unlike any other for the NFL, with no preseason games. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, put the roster together and uh, I would imagine teams aren't going to be looking to take many chances on young guys if it's you know Ty goes to the runner if they got a guy they know they can count on uh, I think that's going to be the guy that gets a job more often than not over uh, somebody that maybe in an exhibition season would give you a chance to really uh, surprise and shine my friend, a pleasure. It was also great to spend time with you this morning as we were able to chit-chat about a lot of other things just uh, besides sports. It was great. Good to talk with you, and thanks for doing that, sir. Oh, are you kidding? Anytime. Anytime. God, Appreciate it. You helped me out enough, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 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 thanks, Matt. Be safe, my friend. You too. Take care. Matt Leon in Philadelphia, back with more in a moment on a day where the Big Ten has decided to postpone football to the spring. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Uh, the Big Ten making its decision to postpone fall sports to the spring, but it looks like soccer's out. So that's the, at least the idea I'm getting. It looks like soccer's not going to play in the spring. Okay. Now, again, I'll give you one cross-country. I don't know how you can combine cross-country and have a season while you're trying to do indoor and outdoor track because there's going to be an overlap between spring sports and fall, I mean, between winter sports and spring sports. And, of course, a lot of this is going to, the confidence to do any of this has to come with the idea that, obviously, there's got to be a hope that there's a vaccine, which it sounds like we're making progress. In fact, did you hear about Russia? Did you hear yes. about that one, Matt? Yes, we did report that earlier today. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Phase three? Nah, we don't need to do it. Let's just start going it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. See how that works. Uh, I know Brett McMurphy is saying that the Pac-12 will follow suit. They have not released a statement yet as to what they're going to do. The SEC says, hey, the medical experts have given them the green light to play. Same thing in the ACC. They've got the green light to go. Now, somebody has said, now, how can medical experts in this conference and that conference and this one have different opinions? Right? Well, this is, you know, again, this is why you have, when you have an issue, how many of you have gone for second opinions? And that's, you know, different doctors have different opinions as to what they think. Okay. 
By the way, Center County reported one more new case, one more new positive. I have no idea if these are cases. I mean, they, I think, I think you only have a case if you're feeling sick, but um, but that is. So Center County's had five total in four days. How's things been in the Valley? Ooh, not good. We had 61 today total, but that's because we still have outgoing outbreak at the Federal Penitentiary in Lewisburg, okay. and we have an, out, an out, uh, ongoing outbreak at a built-in nursing home. Okay. Which have been, for example, SCI Huntington has been one where... If you look at the Huntington County numbers, they aren't great. Well, the Huntington County numbers aren't great because of SCI Huntington. All right. Great to have you with us today. Still on the show today, Neil Kulong. Big Ten moving football to the spring. When it would start, what it would look like, nobody knows. But that's obviously the next item they have to work on. The NCAA is going to make a decision on men's basketball in September. They say right now that they're full go. The question is, how will the conferences react? Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.